What's going on, Misfits? This is a very special episode, and I'm so excited to share it with you all. I'm doing a limited series where I interview some of my friends who are featured or really written about them in my book, Fuck Your Diet, available in all bookstores and online uh, suppliers. Go to fyourdiet.com. And this is the very first one. I had to start at the beginning. I'm talking with my dear friend who goes by Indigo in the book. And she and I have known each other since I could formulate memories. Literally, I think it was three. So we've set it on three years old. I've known her since I was three. And we got up together recently and we just, you know, shot the breeze. So this is a conversation with me and my dear friend uh, to help give you some like insight and perspective on our friendship and, you know, little Chloe and who I am today. And if you know who I am, because you've been listening to the podcast, you are very well aware that I tend to have brain farts. I don't know what it was. I wasn't even high. But the first like two, three minutes of this episode, I had forgot to turn her microphone on. Irregardless, I know that's not a real word. The quality is a little shitty for like two, three minutes, but it's not that bad. And you'll get through it and you'll find the joy past the fuck up. But it's a good episode and hopefully you like it. You're listening to Social Misfit. Um, this wonderful woman who I'm kikiing with is my longtime friend. I'm gonna use your book name. <laughs> Do you want me to use your book name? Okay, because I mean, people are going to know that you're in the book because they like our conversation is going to be about the book. So ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Indigo. No, but I'm saying I don't even know. Like, I don't even know how old I was when, when I knew. I mean, I was like three, four. When we moved into the building. Yeah. I was five. And I was three. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And you, it was just it was always just what it was. It wasn't even like how, we were just friends. And we've never had an argument. We never had a beef and over. Knock on wood, honey, because like. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Give it time. Give it time. No, but I definitely do think, think I think about like my long term friends. And I can only I can honestly say like out of all my friends, I probably only had an argument with like one. And it lasted for like, I mean, when I say long term friends, I mean, people I've known for like. 20 years mm -hmm. but like only once for one friend i was like oh yeah this is a real argument we're not talking for a little bit and that was justified i'm gonna have her on too because yeah. it was justified she was wrong um yeah she's in the book too What's her name? um <laughs> damn i think i can't you know what's so bad is that like so when i gave all of my friends fake names i didn't i did it like in the moment right. so i don't even remember people's names that i gave them <laughs> so i was doing a radio interview and this woman actually she was like yeah so how's quinn and I was like, who? And she was like, your ex-boyfriend. I was like, oh, yeah. So so Indigo is here because she's my longtime friend. And we just got finished doing the first part of my book tour together. And she was an amazing help. Oh, man, you're going to make me blush now. Stop. Don't be. Don't give me no compliments. Just tell me yeah, that. she was an amazing <laughs> help. No compliments. And, um, in Chicago and in New York. And I just wanted to sit and talk with her because I just wanted to give people like just like a little background on like the people in my book and just like to make it even more like authentic and realistic. Cause a lot of times people are like, is that true? And it's like, everything I wrote in this book is absolutely true. And you know it. And she actually got a copy before I could give her a copy. Cause that's how crafty she is. Oh wait, I fucked up. <laughs> is it not been recording this whole time? 
<laughs> isn't recording me. All right. So I got the book because I was working for a company and they would get all the new releases uh, at least a month before they came out, right? Like I think I got yours a few months before because you're yeah. in January. I got yours a few months before. Yeah. And I kept wondering, I was like, is the end going to change? And I was like, <laughs> it's her life, bitch. Like, how is it going to change? I was like, you... <laughs> I was like, she's gonna have a rewrite soon, and I was like, this is the dumbest conversation you're having yeah. with yourself because, like, you're like, it's her life; she ain't changing the yeah, writing. This is it. <laughs> so this is like, it. Um, and so I got my hands on it, like the first paperback, mm-hmm. and and I should go get it right to show this, like, well, <laughs> oh, the advanced, the, the uncorrected advanced, proof, the uncorrected proof. Yes, but, uh, but yeah, but it was cool, and it was like a page turner for me because it was like reliving a lot of those moments again, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and just hearing from your perspective too, like learning a little bit more about you and like how you think too was also yeah. like insightful because, um, you can sometimes be, I mean, I think we all can be a little bit guarded, right. Yeah. With what's actually happening in our head and in our feelings and what we say outside can just be different. So it was kind of cool. It was like very insightful. And so I was excited to go on the tour with you when you asked me because yes. I was like, yes, of course I want to come support my friend and get yeah. to go to Chicago and fucking freezing cold but it was actually nice yes and the crowd was so good and to see you perform and to like watch you grow because i think when you first started now that you say 10 years Mm -hmm. i can't even believe it i'm like i ain't been that old i don't think that many years (laughs) have passed (laughs) i don't think i've had that many birthdays since you started i'm sorry to tell you but like that time has just flown and you've grown so much and to watch you like on jimmy fallon and all the shows and last comic standing and to just see your growth is so inspiring and i think that like i have to say like reading your book then just really reinforces like your journey you know yeah it's interesting because you know me so well and so that's why i wanted to have this conversation with you because like you just, you know me, know me in a way that like most people don't know me because we've been around our, each other our whole lives. And the reality is, is that like we are like really good friends and I can see you're one of my best friends, but we don't talk to each other that often. Like we can go like two years, three years without seeing each other. That's why I want to say how 10 years passed. I said, <laughs> shit, have I not talked to that bitch in 10 years? Yeah. And I was like, no, it's a lie. It's a lie. I've been to every birthday party. I yeah. Come to- <laughs> we, went to, we went to Italy together. We went to Italy together. That was like seven years ago. Yeah. That was like seven years ago. That was a minute. But okay, I'm just trying to say that like, I feel like I'm a part of your life like every year. But yeah. then you realize that like time, like you got to do your thing, you know? So and, Yeah. And I think that's the thing that I'm realizing um, is that like the type of friend that I am. Which, yeah, which isn't, I don't think, okay, so most people would look at me and how I interact with my friends and be like, that's not a real friend. Like, she's not an everyday, I'm not an everyday contact. I I don't remember, like, every, like, nuance of, like, people's lives. I'm terrible with birthdays. I'm absolutely hard. But I'm I'm bad with my parents' birthday. It's something about, like... That's a shame. It's something about <laughs> dates. I'm telling you, it's something about dates and, like, anniversaries. I just don't... Like, even if... Even if you said to me, like, do you remember in 2014 when we did blah, blah, blah? And I'd be like, I have no, I have no concept of time. I, I think it's a real thing. I don't know why. I know some people, like, have, um, what's it called, like, photographic memory. Mm-hmm. Or they can remember, like, every single thing, the day, what day of the year it was. I am the total opposite. Mm. I don't remember a lot of, like, important people's, like, dates. And I so, feel bad because I feel like I may have made you that friend because I'm like that too sometimes. But, oh like, gosh. I think it's my fault. I'm sorry. Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, like, through osmosis. 
Well, I have to do better. So either way, I have to do better when it comes to like reaching out to my friends and the people who I genuinely mm-hmm. care about. And I do love the fact that you and I can always like pick up wherever. And it's never a, like you weren't there and you mm-hmm. it's never it's just like we get each other. And I think it's because we both like our space and we understand like when it's important, what what is important and like we'll come to each other's like aid whenever we need each other mm-hmm. and but i want to be a better friend though i'm trying to be a better friend why'd you make that face i don't know because i don't know if i can help you i'm like <laughs> shit i think you can call the wrong friend honey you better call the other one because i'm like damn i don't know if i'm good at this but i don't know i think that you're a great friend mm-hmm. right and i think that's something that like is really important is that like i think you have to own own who you are yeah right which i think is part of like what you wrote in the book too. like i think it's like the revelation of knowing like i don't know your birthday but i love you and i yes. care about you mm-hmm. you know um and every friend is going to be different right like i'm i'm not like that yeah. right like i appreciate you for all the things that you're doing because they inspire me mm-hmm. right to, to love you even more but to care about you and to want to foster that relationship and i know that may be at a distance yeah. at times right but as a like ride or die, I know you're there. Yeah. There are some people that need that reassurance. And I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm like, I may not be, I'm not yeah. good at that. Like I don't need reassurance. I'm like, uh, she's good. She, I, you know, yeah. but I guess you have to ask like, and I think you would, like if something happened, would you call somebody? Yeah. Like if you were like, yo, and I think you had like, you know, like this nigga done did this or whatever. Like you would call a friend and yeah. you would talk about it, of right? Course. And they would call you and they would be there for you. So I don't think that you're a bad friend. I think that you just have to know who your friends are and your friends have to also know who you are. And I think that's that's being a good friend. Yes. That I think that is key. And it's in a weird way, it's like I wish all my friends could read this book so they could like understand me. Yeah, all your friends better be reading this book. Well, yes, but like you can't like <laughs> you force ain't getting people. this book. You better get this damn book. <laughs> if you her friend, you call yourself a friend, you better buy this shit. Buy it. Yeah. Don't ask for it for free neither. That is true. Don't you ask support, for it. Support. Support. I love I love black people because I have been I've received text messages from like friends and they're like, Hey, so um if where do I need to buy the book so you get the most money? from it and i'm like oh just buy it from the bookstore <laughs> like i'm not dealing books out of my trunk like but wait, can P. you get more money from some places no you get the same cut you okay. get the same cut based off of everything yeah <laughs> i was like wait we should wait plug that like, right now <laughs> <laughs> no, you if cut. you on <laughs> but i felt like a drug dealer like yeah i got two for 20 in my trunk come meet me around a corner I'm like no i'm not selling my book like that but yeah but i do think that i hope that people can like get an like especially my friends get an idea of like who i am and why i am the way that i am because i I realize, like, even in therapy, I was just talking to my therapist yesterday. I know I'm in therapy. I'm like all for it. Now. Then you I'm call like, me the next day. You're like, come on, I'm coming over. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I was I re- all like, she's coming over. I'm going to videotape you. I don't know like- why you think that. I should have been clearer. I, I literally said, do you want to do my podcast? And she said, yes. And then I come over and she's like, let me help you set up. I'm like, I'm. We're talking to each other on this podcast. I thought she wanted me to help her film it. I no. thought she needed a new location. I no, was like, oh, I'm going a new location. You open the door, your hair is curled, the makeup is popping. I, I was mean, like, oh, had, she's ready. Know, I had, an, I had an, you know, a, a Zoom call before you. Well, so I and I just... look like who shot John, but, you know, <laughs> you, this is authentic. You look authentic. My brand is authenticity. Authentic. <laughs> <laughs> I should put that on a t-shirt. My brand is fill in the blank. Meanwhile, I'm like half in my pajamas. And oh, stuff. I love I'm it. Like... They look cute. They look cute from here. Well, you know, it's like the what they call the anchor woman style. Oh, Put a yes. blazer on, your PJs yes. on the bottom, you be all right. You're killing it. You were killing it. You look great. You look great to me. And your place is cute. I love it. I love a lofted space. I love it. I'm jealous. 
Um, okay, so so we have fun in Chicago. Oh, shout out to Sono House. Oh my god, that is like I wish I could show you pictures. We'll, oh my we'll, gosh, I almost don't know why you said that because I wanted to keep it a secret, <sighs> but that's cool. It's amazing, black owned, beautiful place with the service. Yes. I mean, it's a it's a it's a bed and breakfast, but it's like right in the heart of Old Town, mm-hmm. walking distance to all the restaurants yes. and nightclubs and what have you, near Second City, mm-hmm. and the place is like a beautiful. If you want to say someplace authentic, yeah, talk about authentic and black owned authenticity. Yes, <laughs> and it was it's just it's just gorgeous, gorgeous. The rooms but are the great. Family every, love the yeah. love that we got when we got there. The food was good. Mm-hmm. They had breakfast in the morning. The coffee, I still think about it. Yeah, this, I was gonna call bre- her today and ask her the recipe because I've been making. <laughs> my own coffee and that shit tastes like crap and i'd be like i'm you better like, ask her you got her she number she said she grounds the beans every morning and i was like that's a little extra you know i was what? just gonna ask her for a packet of ground beans i appreciate <laughs> the effort in making coffee i don't drink coffee and i it's weird because when you tell people don't drink coffee they get kind of like low-key offended like you what how can you not i didn't ground these beans i'm like i don't ask for it the only time i actually was forced to drink a cup of coffee is because i was in I was in um, Williamsburg, Virginia. I was that you was down the block. No, which is down the block. I was in Williamsburg, Virginia, and I did a college show. And my flight, like I literally flew in, did the show, and then my flight was in the morning, like I want to say like six thirty a.m. And because it's Williamsburg, Virginia, they only have but so many flights, so I had to get this fucking flight. But of course, this this town didn't have Uber, excuse me, didn't have Ubers, mm-hmm. and the guy who was working the front desk was this old white guy, and he was like, well. I get off work at three. I can stick around and drive you to the airport. And oh I was like, God. would you really? Because in my mind, I was like, he could be a killer. But the <laughs> other part of me, it was like, oh, my God, this is so nice. Right. <laughs> and so he was like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, if just pay me what you would pay a cab. And I was like, for sure. Right. And so he picks me up at like 430. And and he was like, and he's driving an old van. It was like very oh, you were like, yeah, it was like, nah. Let me tell you something. At what if, point did you want to stop? <laughs> the thing is, if I wasn't a big bitch, I would definitely be terrified. But like height and size is on my side. So I was like, let's rumble. Like if this is going to be what it is, we're going we gonna to be duking it out in these woods of Williamsburg, Virginia. And so I got into his like old van and he was like, oh, I got you a cup of coffee. I figured you need something to perk you up this morning. I was like. I'm about to give you a sleeping drug. And you girl, took it too. I drank the shit out of that coffee. <laughs> Just because, you know, when in Rome, you got to be, you know, you got to, you got to be like nerve, You wasn't nervous. I'd have been like, no, I'm good. No, Fucking you can't say no. I can't out. say no to the coffee in his car. I was already paying him. It wasn't like he, the coffee was free. That was a free of charge service. I know. And I, and I didn't finish it, but I drank, I was, I sipped on it. I could have been some shit it. to put you to sleep. That would have been, you know. Uh, 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 I mean, I, look, you're talking about the story now. So I know. We know I'm nothing alive. Happened. You're alive and well. But yeah, I had to drink that coffee and get the fuck out of Williamsburg, Did, But you didn't like it. You don't even remember. I don't like the taste of coffee at all. <laughs> to me, coffee is trickery. So <laughs> because when my parents, you know, you know, when my parents like first started, you know, back when we were growing up, that's mm-hmm. when the coffee flavors started booming. Mm-hmm. Like that's when everything Vanilla. was French vanilla and cappuccino mm-hmm. smelling chocolate mocha. <laughs> and it used to smell so good in the house. And they would grind the beans up too, girl, oh, wow. and everything and talk about this is from here, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whatever. And it smelled good and never tasted the way it smelled. And I just uh. felt that was very fraudulent. That and so true. I don't trust coffee. 
That's fair. I would say that that's very fair. Although I've had some really good hazelnut coffee mm. that taste like hazelnuts. Yeah, that's like when I in there, but like they don't really taste like hazelnuts. No. I don't actually know what hazelnuts taste like now that I think. Is that what's inside of the Rochers hazelnut? I believe so. I think Nutella but that is just wrapped mainly, around chocolate and all kinds of stuff. Spread. So I don't I think, think I know Nutella. what hazelnut tastes like. I think I just know what it smells like. I know that's hazelnuts a shame. You're right. It is fucking foolery. Okay. See, but I only drink espresso so it don't matter oh so you just trying to be up that's all you've been making espresso home at home well that's the only so i grew up on bustello right and and when i say grew up my mom doesn't drink coffee either so Mm -hmm. i don't know what i I just somebody in my grandmother's house had bustello and i was like i gotta get that so when i had three dollars i just purchased it and started making coffee in high school and I made like cafe con leche in my mind, right? And that was not real. Yeah. That was not real cafe con leche. <laughs> I was like, I'm making cafe con leche. Like, nah, you And your not. mother just let you drink coffee all day in high school. Mom, you do you remember my mom? I've, of course, I know your mom, <laughs> but I'm just saying. My like, mom is very much like a hippie. Like, she's oh, okay. like, okay, you want coffee? Cool. As this long is as your I journey. don't have to make it, then you're good. You can afford to yes. buy your own coffee? Do it. Okay. Um, and enjoy yourself, right? And I was. Pumping myself up with caffeine and sugar like nobody's business. Yeah. I was like, I would leave the house. I was like, ah, I'm ready for work. I'm ready, ready to go. I'm ready, ready to go. learn. And I would crash <laughs> like a motherfucker. I'd be like, Poof, three o'clock. I'm like, what I Every got? day. Three o'clock is a magical crash hour. I don't know what it is about our bodies, but everybody's body around like 3, 3.30, we just get like yawny and tired. I think that's sugar. why 420 came up though, right? Because mm. it's like right in that sweet spot. Maybe. It's like. You had a little snack. Maybe oh, you haven't. Yes. Maybe you need a little, oh, a little, yes. you know, siesta. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, on my way over here, I passed by a place that said happy hour starts at twelve o'clock, twelve to seven, and have sangria. So if you want to get a drink after this, let me know. I'm not drinking. Damn it! You don't really drink that much. I don't, but I love like, a sangria. I'm a sugar bitch. I'll go with you, but I don't anything you, with you sugar in it. You always like you don't drink, and then when you get like you drink like once a year. I know. I mean, not really. Like you'll have something. You'll taste on something, but when you really want to drink, I gotta take you out because okay. you don't be wanting to drink. Yeah, I don't be wanting. I be wanting to get fucked up. I be like, <laughs> I can't drink drink like that. I can't drink. I can't drink like that because then I get like I get like. I don't like not having control over my body. Mm-hmm. That's the but you thing. You were drinking that guy's coffee and it was filled with cyanide. D- but I was <laughs> sipping it. And you know why? Let me tell you, let me tell you why I drank that coffee. It's because when we started talking, I realized he was like a super Christian. And I was like, oh, he's not gonna do nothing to me. Oh, okay. Because he was like, you know, you know, Lord, thank the Lord that I was able to help you this morning. I was like, oh, you good. <laughs> sip, sip, sip. <laughs> I think that's one of the things I would say if I had to ask you a question, because I'm gonna ask you since I have a microphone in my hand. I feel yes. like I feel the way. Um, as a journalist or as a person, let's just start with as a person. Do you feel like you were always inquisitive? I feel like you've always been inquisitive. You oh my God. I was ask, so like, nosy. random ass question. I'd be like, when we used to go out to like the club yes. and you'd be like, excuse me, what size shoe are you? I'm like, this, <laughs> what the fuck that got to do with anything? Like, I'm trying to kick it with this guy. You'd be like, excuse me, I have a question. Do you know what time the train runs in Rome at 2 p.m.? Yes. And you're like, bitch, what is you talking I about? I always, I had to, inter- hey, first of all, you're I had killing to, this. <laughs> I had to entertain myself, okay? One no. was entertain myself. And two, I always ask questions. I remember you used to yell at me, like, Chloe, stop being so nosy. And I'm like, what? I just wanted to know. I just always wanted to know. I just, that was my thing. I just, I just, I consumed information. Right. I just always wanted to know what was happening, what was about to happen, where we going, who's going to be there, who are they, do they have friends, like, are they nice? Like, I just always wanted to, like, map out the entire thing because as an only child, and you are only child, I know I say I'm only child, but my brother's 15 years younger. He's still like, as an only child, formative years, 
you like to anticipate what you're going to how you're going to respond. Like that's how I was Mm -hmm. because when you're only child, your imagination is everything. And so you want to be prepared for every scenario or at least I did. And so I always wanted to go into it being prepared. So I know, so I would literally be like, okay, so he's going to say this and I'm going to say that. And then I'm going to say this and he's going to say that. And he's going to say legit. Like I would like map out conversations (laughs) in my mind, like a crazy person because I just wanted to have some sort of control so I can like, you know, steer the conversation. It's all about like angling and steering and basically just manipulation <laughs> that's so all you're like it. i'm just manipulative i was no, just, yeah i, was just I man- think that's a good trait like i don't i'm you know i'm terrible at that like well yeah. i don't know because the my favorite thing to say whenever i have a conversation and you're telling me something i'm like and so what and what did they say that's my biggest follow-up like you be like oh i just had an argument with someone so i'm like okay and so what what did they, what did they say <laughs> you're like i don't want to hear about your point yeah, yeah. Oh, i know because i want to okay so and, and what did you say to that because they said that so what did you say mm-hmm. and then you're like ah the best is like people are like i didn't ask that follow-up question chloe <laughs> it wasn't in my mind at the moment i'm like well you should have had me there I, but that's the thing. Like, <laughs> as long as I have known you, you would think I'd pull some treat from you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, be like, oh, what can I get from Chloe to be like, mm, how can I be a better questioner? Like, take this information. Yeah. I ain't got shit. Listen, you, girl, <laughs> my whole my whole I life. I think I don't know. It may, it may have rubbed off, and I just maybe, don't know what don't it know is it. yet. Um, no, I'm the, I'm quick to be like, tell that person off. Like, tell them that you don't like that and you upset. Yeah. I'm but the, do you think that, like, because you were always into questions, that that, like, got you into journalism? Yeah, I for sure. And also, journalism allowed me to interact with people who would not have interacted with me otherwise. Mm. Like, because I was, like, introvert. And not, not I'm not a shy person, but, like... I'm shy. I'm not shy, but... An intro- shy. I'm definitely not shy, but I am introverted in a sense. Like, Women I don't... stands on stage. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's a really... It's a big conundrum. But in a sense of, like, to speak outside of myself, I don't do that instinctually. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I need a... I need a um, I need a like a guided experience to allow me. So it's like the situation is we're going to have coffee or we're going to have drinks and we're going to talk about this. I'm prepared to do that. But mm-hmm. if you just like show up and just kick it, I'm like, I, I I need some, I'm like a cat in a box. You ever see like how cats <laughs> love boxes? Like it, the whole space will be open and they want to get in the tiniest fucking box. <laughs> like that's me. I need a box. I need a box to feel secure. So mm-hmm. I know like what my limits are, what my boundaries are. People know what the restrictions are. And then I can like operate in that box. And so that's how I got into journalism because it allowed me to have a parameter. Like I can walk up to you. I could walk up to you on the street and be like, excuse me, ma'am, I have a question about blah, blah, blah. But if I didn't have that job or that label, I wouldn't have had the courage, I think, to just like go up to people randomly. And also they wouldn't have answered my questions. Like if I come up to you on the street, like I'm a journalist with a microphone, answer my question. You'd be like, oh yeah, sure. If I just come up to you, like, excuse me, how do I get to the train? Be like, bitch, I don't fucking know where the train is. Get a map, <laughs> dummy. Like you'd be like, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> but I don't know. That's interesting. I'm thinking about this now. I'm trying yeah, to think how people, many questions you be asking. People give a lot of access when you ask good questions. Like when you make people think, mm-hmm. you can get a lot of information out. But see, the thing is, you say that you hope that I had rubbed off on you. But like, I always wish that you rubbed off on me because you were great with guys. I was terrible. <laughs> but man, I mean, I write about it in a book, but like I will watch you and Marvel be like, how the fuck did she get that? What? The uh, magic you had, girl. And it was gone. No, it's not <laughs> gone. What are you talking gone about? Gone with the wind. <laughs> it is not gone. gone. You're in a lovely relationship. <laughs> no. She's like, I don't want to talk about it. All right, fine. I'll cut it out. <laughs> what time is that at? 1928. Fine. Make well, a note a of nice that. nice year. Yeah. We should play that number. 
I don't know how to play numbers. I don't either, but like this guy was talking about it the other day at Costco and I felt really bad for him. He was like, it was 8.30 at night. Why well, wasn't Costco? It's just a shame because whatever. That's a lot another story. But I have to, he was in there, he was crying, not crying, crying, but he was like, the motherfucking number went and hit. It was my number and I oh, missed it today. I didn't man. play it. And I would have hit numbers. and I would have hit. And I remember my grandmother used to play it like numbers, you know? And I don't know where she used to go. I actually know where she used to go when I was a kid. There mm-hmm. used to be right here by um, Adelphi. There used to be like a little numbers hole. You know, there used to yeah. be like a place you used to go to and you used to give the yeah. guy the money. There used now, to be I don't know books where you and go. stuff. No. Yeah, Let me you tell you something. When you, when you <laughs> that's have when to, you hit big too. But also, see, that's the thing. Like you can live your whole life and not understand what's actually going on <laughs> around you. Because like, put it like this. Whenever I heard about the black market as a kid, I used to think that it was a real black market. Like mm-hmm. it was like a market that had like black stuff in it <laughs> or like dark. I thought it was like dark and seedy and you know, they had to go to the market. Like I didn't understand. Um, or like when people used to be like, Oh yeah, I just got this brand new laptop. It fell off a truck. I'm like, is it okay? <laughs> yeah, I think that. Yes. Is it not? That is not a true story. I can't take it. It's this. true. I'm dead serious. I was like, there's no dents in it. It's all right. You got, is it working? <laughs> I just did not know. And so when you talk about like people playing numbers, like I did not realize that there was a whole world of illegal gambling happening around us. Oh my God. And and a lot of the people that we grew up with, like their parents was like big in that. Like they made a lot of money. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I didn't yeah. know that. That's yeah. so tea. Yeah, no, my grandmother was into it. And I feel like because my grandmother and my father's side lived in the projects forever. And then everybody used to come to her house, you know? So you hear all kinds of shit, like, in the house. Like, and her door was always open. I don't understand this. She lived in the projects, right? Her door was never locked. But they respect her. Your, she, your grandma probably had a big old gun underneath her mattress. <laughs> she, you didn't even know. They respected like, her house. She'd be like, people would come in. I'd be like, who the hell is this? I'm like, I know it's not a relative. I don't think it's a relative. Did they, would they knock or they just would come in? Nah, people would just walk through the door. You'd be eating dinner, like, sitting at the table, like, blah, blah, whatever. And somebody'd be like, boom. Yo, let me get 12 pateles. And you're like, really? For real? Like, <laughs> and she'd be like, okay. She'd be like, she opened up her free shit, a deep freezer, like Jeffrey Dahmer. And she opened it up. <laughs> she'd sell you some pateles wow. and, like, whatever. And I was like, but she used to love to play that. She didn't speak a lot of English and she used to love to play the numbers. She just played mm. them all the time. And I think that's the only thing I knew about her, to be wow. honest with you. She made really good food and she liked to play the numbers. Yeah. There you go. That's a simple <laughs> life. That's it. That's a simple life. I would be like, oh, what's your DMs and how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. No. Where'd you go Mm-mm. to school? My grandma was like, nah, B. Can you, you make this out of this or what? And I was like, yeah, okay, it tastes good. Bye. Man, I used to <laughs> want to be able to cook like that. I used to think about like going to college and just being like able to like make a bunch of food and sell plates and that never happened. You wanted to sell plates? I used to sell cookies in night school. I wanted to sell plates. I remember plates? you selling them fucking cookies. <laughs> I remember them damn cookies. I used to sell cookies in night school. I used to get those 25 cent ones, you know, the one that came in that long pack. Yeah. I used to take them out, put them in Ziploc bags and sell them two for 25. I thought I, thought I was making a killing. You I was making like $1.50 a day. Was I was like, killing it. You, But see, that's the entrepreneurial spirit. I was like, I think I'm we both had that. We both have entrepreneurial spirits. We used to do that a lot, like try to come up with things that we can sell. I used to sell clothes in college. I was like tie dye and stuff. And I would see my thing is like, I, I see, feel like you're really good at it though. You like think bigger. I'd be like, I made a dollar. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> Well, see, this is the thing. I was thinking too damn big. I was just talking about this. Just I was thinking too damn big because I like to do things by the book. I'm such a square, right? 
And so I was like, I'm going to sell clothes, but I'm gonna, I need a tax ID number. Oh. I kind of I need a tax ID number so I can go to the wholesale place and buy T-shirts for cheap, and then I can like tar- charge a markup and all of this stuff. I got a I got a um, credit card for my company, everything, and I did it for like about six months. And I was like selling clothes. I was every weekend, me and my two partners will uh, go to the flea market in the West Village and sell clothes. And then my accountant was like, um, you had an accountant. Well, she was my parents' accountant, and like <laughs> she, she's my parents' accountant. And I was like talking to her about this business. Okay. She was like, "You can keep doing that business, but you're gonna lose all your federal funding for college because you're making money and you have to file taxes because you have a business." And I was like, "Shut it down." <laughs> Shut it down. You should have just transferred it to your partners. Have been a secret owner. We was all in college, girl. And you was like, "Ain't this not gonna happen?" No. Wow. We all in college, crazy. so I had to shut it down. You could have been like t-shirt queen, girl. We had. But I we had to be I had to be dazzler, girl. I was putting studs on stuff. I was stitching up jeans, skirts. You know how everybody was Are taking jeans and turning up. The I skirt. never knew. Like, I had a sewing machine, everything. You yeah. were like. You're I'm killing. a I'm really good at starting stuff and not finishing. That's why I, that's why my brand now is consistency. <laughs> <laughs> twenty twenty, Chloe consistency. It's all about it's all about consistency. I gotta just I gotta complete tasks. I, I start like stuff. I start big and then and then it something happens and then I get distracted and I start something else. And it's funny because I used to always like take good pride and be like I don't have ADD. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, I started shit and didn't finish it. I guess that's. I tried form. to tell somebody the other day. They're like, you always starting something. And I'm like, I think I have ADD. They're like, you can't have ADD and anxiety. I was like, you can have it all. Yeah, you can have it yeah. all. I don't think I, I mean, I don't think I have ADD. I don't want to ADD shame or like act like I have a problem. I don't think I have ADD, but I do have a problem with like finishing complex, detailed oriented things that I start. That's the thing is like, I started <laughs> and then I'll just be like, yeah, I'm not. Cause also I think the reason why I start and stop stuff is because that I don't believe that people are invested in what I'm doing. So I'm like, well then what's the point of me doing it? But you gotta be the one that's invested. I know, but then I get bored and then I don't see any return <laughs> on my investment. And then I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to do something else. And then by the time I go do something else, somebody's like, what happened to that thing? I was like, well, why the fuck you wasn't saying that you was liking <laughs> shit when I was doing it? I know that's hard. I think it's always hard when you like, I think that's why like I commend you doing comedy and writing a book and going on tour and really like putting yourself out there. Cause it's, it's not easy, you know? No, um, it's not. And then I don't even know, like when you're online and you see somebody, like there was a post you put up one time where somebody didn't like your comment. I think it was about Natalie Portman. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. And you retweeted, like you reposted what that person wrote and your response. And you were like, get a college education or some shit. I was like, oh shit, I'm about to have a war. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, dang, I don't know how, because I feel like you you have to open up, right? Mm-hmm. You have to tell people who you are and you have to be like, but then you have people be on there saying some foul stuff and yeah. you just have to like them respond. Like don't how do respond. You do? Don't now, respond. <laughs> now I'm at the point where I just don't respond unless it's something that's like a super pointed attack at me personally. That's, that is ill-informed. Like I did a joke and it kind of got a lot of hits on, um, on Instagram. It was the joke I do about my brother, about he's a millennial. And so then you have people and I say like, Oh, I'm 38. And he, I said, I'm 38. 
earlier in the set and so they're doing the math like you know that meme where the mm-hmm. woman's at the window doing the math <laughs> and so they're like well if she's 38 and then he's this and he's 15 years younger than her then they both millennials and i was like no my bro- i'm turning 39 i was born in 1980 the the generational breakdown of a millennial was like 1981 to like 1995 he was born in 1990 so i have to like say that to be like nigga you fucking wrong <laughs> but i have to say it in a nice way like i know how old i am like right. i know when i was born like chill the fuck out right. and so that stuff i will correct because it's it's just like factually wrong. But if somebody's like, I hate her hair, I'm just gonna let them live. I can't. I can't That's argue stupid. that fight. That's the part that I'd be like, dang, everybody gets on here and you'd be like sharing your life and people be like, I hate your shoes. And you'd be yeah, like, what the listen, fuck is wrong with you? That happened to the Breakfast Club. They <laughs> came from my hair immediately. They didn't even re- no. they didn't even watch the whole thing. They were just like, What's up with her hair? And it was like, and <laughs> and then you see people like defending it and being like, stupid, that's what natural hair looks like. Yeah, I don't know what natural hair looks like. It's blown out and blah blah blah. And I was just I was like, I'm gonna just let them fight. Cause the truth was, it was a wig. But um, <laughs> I'm gonna let them de- defend my honor, honey. Go ahead. I think that's good, though, too, that your fans come in and be like, yeah, or not, people just, it's so hard because everything is, like, so visible, like, just to have even eyes in that way to be like, oh, I liked your voice, I hated your voice, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I I commend you for it, because I don't know that, I probably have to have somebody hold my phone. Just like every day I did something, I'd be yeah. like, I'd be like, Chloe, just hold my phone. I don't want to see it. Don't yeah. tell me nothing. I don't want to know. Like, I'll just come back tomorrow because I feel like it's always like the 24 hours, you know? Yeah. Like whatever you did. I give, I give myself 24 hours. So that's all I give. I give myself 24 hours. That's I started that rule with the Tonight Show. I give myself 24 hours to look at the comments and see people's like first reactions to me. And then that's it. Because after that, then people start to fill in the blanks. They oh, start so that's to be, why you don't answer my text when I be like texting you when you be on the show? Okay. Um, You know, I'll be Secret. busy. But I know. It's cool. You be texting me the next day. It's okay. I do text it. I also forget. <laughs> also, I have no concept of time. Like being a comedian, I have no concept of time. I know I've texted you like 2 o'clock in the morning like it was 2 p.m. Like, hey, girl, what you doing? You like bitch in my dreams i'm sleeping <laughs> like i just have no concept of the day i didn't even know that it was a holiday this week no you not martin luther king i'm day. sorry martin lufa i forgot i didn't realize what it was well, we edit this part out because i'm not gonna let you no, forget okay day i remembered it because everybody was well home. you could remember it the day that you remember it for january 15th on his actual birthday you just didn't think about it on the yeah the I, he 19th. was in my thoughts and prayers on the 15th for sure i woke <laughs> up and i sang happy birthday to him yeah you're like, hallelujah. Yes, I have a dream. <laughs> I have a dream that you let me know what numbers to play so I can win the ghetto lottery. <laughs> you need to play the numbers, though. You got to find what the numbers guy is. I don't know I don't how. Know where, I got to find him. I think you was going to stand on Myrtle Avenue and be like, no. yo, who got the numbers? And that's when they be like, whoop, whoop. And they be like, fucking trying to rob you, too. They be like, oh, no. They be like, this is a whole cop. This bitch is a under. Look at her blazer. She's an undercover cop, y'all. She probably worked with the feds. Yeah, she got a badge. I went to one time and it was like when it had first turned warm and I was still like in a puffer jacket, but it was like warm outside. It was like 60 degrees. And I was like, oh, I want to see how much it is for like a little like Louis uh, wallet or whatever. They were like shutting down the store. Oh. They pulled the gate oh, yeah. down. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon. Nope. And they were like, I was like, hey, do you guys have like the little like wristlet for the Louis Vuitton? Happened shut the gate. No, nope. I was like, damn, because you a whole cop. I look like I look like a detective. Yeah. I, and I didn't realize it until I saw a detective at the end of the block, and I was like, because you know the precinct's not far yeah. like on Center Street, and I was like, oh, I look just like this motherfucker. Yeah, right it's here. everything. Like, it's the whole look. It's the whole very polished, very like I'm. I'm with you. And but I was like I'm very not. specific. I'm looking for the wristlet. Yeah. Like whatever. She was like this bitch is a cop. Listen, girl, I tried. I was to, mad. I tried to get a fake ID in college. No, high school. Was it high school? 
I think I was in high school and I went to West A Street, you know, because we used to stomp around the West Village and I went to West A Street and I went into all those little like smoke shops, mm-hmm. you know, along the way. And everyone was like, nope. And then they started calling each other and no. telling them like, there's a big bitch coming around. She a cop. <laughs> Shut it down. And every time I, no, we don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, I just saw somebody come out of here with a fucking ID. They were like, mm-mm. No, no ma'am. Did you ever get it? No. <laughs> I had to use one of the girls on the basketball team at NYU. She was older and we were the same height. She gave me her car. I ain't look nothing like her. But you know, back then they just like looked up like that. I'm like, yeah. oh, you look good. Now they scan it and shit. I'm like, what are you doing I with know, this information? Data collection. I know. Tracking us. I would like to get at least a little money from all the data shit that's happening. Like, is that what Andrew Yang was wondering on? Like, just get some of that money? Well, you know, they just hacked Jeff Bezos' phone. You know, the Prince of Saudi Arabia they hiked they had what they do they hacked jeff bezos's phone oh they did yes so he met the prince of saudi arabia okay the one who killed the journalist at the embassy well he had him killed he's scrupulous like this guy is nuts there's a lot of princes though right but he's the next in line Ooh, he's yes he's the next in line and then also what he did is he separated his mother from his father his father's like older and like he's basically controlling his father it's like a whole movie wow yeah so he's can we fight can we we hold we have dibs on this script this shit is good this is like bible yeah so and so then also what he did was he had like he convinced his father to arrest like half of the other men in, in waiting to be in the throne are you serious? Yes, and he and he they were they were held in prison in like four star hotels where they and they had like assets were frozen. He tried to said they were like coming against the you know the monarchy or whatever. Is this just happening like the last year? Or no, two? this has been going on for like the the whole thing where he arrested like half of the yeah. he arrested half of the royal family. Right, that was like maybe like two years ago. That's what I'm saying. Like it has yeah. to be like in Alaska. Like they were like Trump is president. We can do anything. Oh yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like we could do it all. We could do anything mm-hmm. we want now. We don't have yeah. to like. Yeah, so like we can all just go crazy. Yeah, so he's isolated his fa- <laughs> he's isolated his father so he can control him. He's got his like cousins and like half brothers arrested. That's crazy. And he got the journalist killed. The journalist he was uh, so Jeff Bezos went to go see him though. To they met at some place last year, and the, and there's a picture of them like Kiki and you know how they put them in like those little stately mm-hmm. rooms and they like sitting in those high armchairs, and they exchange information and they were texting via WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. And the prince hacked Jeff Bezos's phone from his actual phone. It was hacking his phone. That's horrible. I know. Well, I mean, I mean, he deserves it. But like, yeah, it's horrible. I mean, just the fact that, like, again, like going back to like just by just by having his cell phone number, though. Like, I'm not giving out my cell phone number. Anyway. No, it's not. I don't even know. It, I mean, but WhatsApp is different. WhatsApp is like has access to your phone, to your messages, to your videos, to your photos. To and that's your owned by Facebook, right? No, 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 no. WhatsApp no, no. is owned by Facebook. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Well then <laughs> shit, bitch. Now we know why I was hacked. Is that true? Let me Google this. I'm like intrigued. I knew, I knew some things. <laughs> I feel so what? honored. I like told you some some tea. Owned by who? What? That's nuts. <laughs> Isn't it? Let now me see. Me Let me like... double check. Don't you hate when you feel like... Yes! Damn it! <laughs> Facebook bought WhatsApp in February 2014 for $19.3 As of February 2017, WhatsApp has over 1.2 billion users globally. Facebook still owns the service today, but both Action and Comium have since left the company. Yeah. So that so now we know how he got hacked. Yeah. Facebook owns... Yeah. Facebook owns Instagram too. That you right now. I know, I know. I hate it. I hate that. But you know, Zuckerberg is a is a psycho is a sociopath and I don't I mean look, I think 
acquisition is acquisition, right? Like mergers and acquisitions. I don't even look at it like the people anymore. I start looking at it like the board. I'm like, well, they just start building out there. Like that's true. But I do also believe that he is aware that his company is being used by political parties and governments to like profile citizens and like stop uprisings and all that stuff. And instead of him being like a humanitarian and being like, chill out, he's like, Oh, I can just make money off of this. I don't, I mean, I don't really like to get into the whole tech politics stuff, but like, I think he probably thinks of it like, well, just as much bad is happening. There's somebody out there that's also like, watch your phone, take off WhatsApp. Like they're, they're promoting the, it's equal promotion on both sides. Yeah. Right. Like, so I think that like, if you take away one, then you take away the right for the other as well. Like you'd be like, okay, well you guys can't show hate and buy like what have you. Like they get by on a lot of stuff, Listen, but girl. then there's other stuff where they're like, hey, this person was found out through this method on Facebook and then now they're fired for whatever it is. Well, I hear you, but I definitely <laughs> had a hard time promoting my book on Facebook and Instagram because they censored the fuck and fuck your diet. And meanwhile, I've seen people be straight up beheaded on Facebook. That's like I've seen videos of like for real, like assassinations, murders, blood, guts, gore, kids fighting kids people doing mad inappropriate shit and they won't let me post a fucking ad for my book and that's why i'm like fuck zuckerberg that's not fair i think that that's true i mean like i think that there should be some census to a certain extent but like that's dumb because there's other titles that are way worse and like you said yeah. other things that are out there that are just like yeah a thousand percent worse yes. than that but um your book should, but then didn't you have to just put F your, how do you do it now? No. So if, in order for me to promote my book, I literally can't even say, I just have to say your diet. So oh, I would just cover it. Yeah. You can't, I would have to cover that whole thing. You can't up. even say F your diet? Nope. Really? Mm-mm. The F is bad? Duh, girl, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they out here taking, they out here. They taking disrupt, letters away. They taking letters call Sesame away. Street. They disrupting <laughs> democracies. They helping dictators. Yeah. Like, nah, B. That sucks. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought it was just the the whole fuck that you couldn't say. I thought no, you could say F your diet. They this they say even with the asterisk, they were like, it's offensive to some people, so your ad is rejected. And That's ridiculous. Like, Eat a fucking dick. So now what are you gonna so now you just take out you just have your diet? Well, now I haven't I just, seen your Facebook. I'm gonna look at it now. I barely I mean, I don't even like Facebook really. I need to get rid of it. But <laughs> I mean, I just have a page for my my brand i think that's good i mean people a lot of people you i didn't realize how many people were still on facebook i know a lot of people are still on facebook. i didn't realize i was like i feel like i'm not i like instagram not that i post as you <laughs> no you don't post at all but you know i envy i envy that i envy not having to post i mean i don't think that i don't have to i think that it's just like i just don't there's so much stuff that's out there and there's stuff that i'm interested in right that i'd be like oh i love this recipe but i'd be like getting caught up in my own head you ever go down like that rabbit hole be like oh i was looking for what i was looking for a pencil and now i'm fucking making lasagna like i don't even know how this happens yeah and i'm buying 400 pair of shoes oh then i don't buy them because i'm like what are you gonna get 400 yeah and where are you wearing them shoes to yeah so you're not buying those shoes yeah but now i really want them so now i'm on ebay trying to find them for two dollars and then i'm like oh i can't find them i can't no. find them and then i don't even know what i was doing i was looking for a pencil what was i looking for a pencil for yeah yeah that's exactly how it happens. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not posting anything. But I do want to start posting. I think it's important. I think it's important to share your ideas and who you are and like stuff like that. Like it's important to have like a record of it because when you're gone, what are you going to give your kids? 
I agree. I also think that a lot of times we need to post things for ourselves, like a memory for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't post it, you should just take a picture. So like even I write about like how I would interact with people on the road like especially young women and I would say to them after shows like do you want to take a picture and they're like oh no I don't look good and I'm like no like no take the fucking picture because I went through like a decade of my life even more than that longer than that probably where I just didn't take pictures like I would be in someone's picture but I was never like oh let's take a picture I would never organize it I would always take the picture and so then when I look back especially when people doing like the the 10 year challenge like 2009 2019 and I'm just like I don't even know if I have pictures of 2009 I really don't maybe I think I probably have them because I was dating somebody at the time and he took he loved taking pictures so he has a shit ton of pictures of me but I don't have them and I also realized that I'm missing out on a lot of memories where I could look at something and be like that was you know Mm -hmm. that was this time I was this age and I had just done this and I was this and you just need them it's like we forget we because we don't have physical prints of pictures anymore we don't value them as like keepsakes or memories but you know you go to your grandmama's house she got photo books galore and you just sit there and flip and be like oh it just gives you something to hold on to so i think we should do it for yourself even if you don't want to do it for like the world i think you should create like a little keepsake book for your next book like in the back it should have like a little section where you could put like photos and things like that what is my next book gonna be indigo (laughs) what's my next book gonna be indigo i don't know i think your next book should be like it should be about could your book be about being on the road could be like all the cities that you went to you can have one chapter for every city that you toured at oh that's true and then just talk about each city and then like have like a little place where people can put like their little like at the end like a keepsake that's true because i think that like i would keep a book more than i would keep a photo album really like i would yes because you know you put like your-, your photos of yourself yeah but like i think that like sometimes you're reading you ever have like sometimes you're reading something and it's like in that moment, those things mean something yeah. to you. So, like, I'm reading a book about following your creativity, mm. right? And it's, like, part of it's, like, a workbook or whatever. But then I'm, like, I start thinking about, like, oh, what did I do when I was 17? That reminds me of something about this this book that I'm reading. But I feel like I would always go back to that book when I want to think about creativity, mm. you know? And yeah. so I think, like, if you wrote a book about, like, the cities or, like, the places that you've been to – and you have like a keepsake in the back, like yourself and people that read it can like keep some of that like stuff that means something to them. And yeah. that like recently my friend and I went to see a show at BAM. It was dope too. It was like from Africa and it was about barbershop in Africa. It was really good. Was it like a musical or comedy? It was all of that. Oh, wow. I, I was a little drunk. But like it was good. <laughs> It was really good. It was really, and we got on stage, and Ooh. like they like worked with you. They were all from London and Nigeria and Ghana. Was it cute? Was it cute? Was it some cute guys. They were. There was like two cute guys, but it was the the storyline was really good, and it was like oh, it I love tried. how you're trying to be diplomatic. I was like, what what that day look like? And I mean, like, I felt like they were all packing. Okay, good. like even the small guys. I okay, was like, good. I feel like you you know low key got that right. Yeah, like you know, but like you know, <laughs> I don't know. But I was like, I wasn't touching anybody too much. Good. <laughs> <laughs> not too much i was like i was like oh you did so great oh that's so cute. but they had like a, a photo booth there where you could take pictures and it was like in a barbershop chair it was really cute and so we took a picture and i have it and i was like thinking i was like i gotta put this someplace that matters yeah you know that remembers that gets me to, to resonate to with that time because especially when you go to these events or shows and they have something like that and you have a memorability that you can take with you it's like where do you put that now? Like, I don't think photo albums are that popular, but books are very popular. Yeah. And you can have that go and coincide with their stories. That's true. 
All right, I'm going to charge you for that idea. So uh, Girl, we'll talk you to- should. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to bring you into my team. I said it to you, too. I was like, I cannot wait till I have you on my team full time, girl. That's the dream. Don't you think that's dream the dream? Team. We'll be the dream. Yes. I remember your mom came by. She was like, I love how it comes full circle. I was like, oh, she's so sweet. <laughs> she's so sweet. I love her. She's the best. Shout out to my I mom. Like, I was like, oh. My mom see my mom. It's like, she was like, I want to buy two books. I was like, who are you buying the other book for? And she was like, I don't know. I just want to buy another one. I was like, go home. Go home. Uh, call me later. Call me later. Thank you, mom. I know. The support of family is like crazy. I know. Especially as you get older, you're just like, because you can still like me. Yeah, like you still like me. And also, you see, like, you see, you see your parent as an adult. Like, you see the things that you've done in your life and the decisions you've made. And you can think back to the things that they did. And you're just like, wow, that they really like came through mm-hmm. like some tough times or had some tough decisions. As a kid, you're just like, why'd you do that? Or like, you don't even remember, you don't even know like the things that they did. As a kid, you're like a millennial. You just yeah. be like, tell me that's the wrong word. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, right? no, no, no. Like... And so now you're just like, oh, I, I get it now. Now, like, I think I look at my parents, I'm like, I, I get why you did. Like, I don't necessarily agree with everything they did, but I get, like, all the things that you had to do. And I probably would not have had the same fortitude if I was in those situations. Because I think about, like, I'm not an adult. Like, I'm an adult, but, like, and the idea of what we, like, when we were growing up and we were like, when I get older, I'm going to be this, this, is that. And you're just like, oh, that that's not how that works. <laughs> like, you're like mm, no, that's, that's a lot of work. <laughs> you got to do a lot of stuff, to, you know, like. Paying rent every month? Yeah, that's a lot. I don't know. I don't know if, like, thinking about, like, getting older and trying to, like, possibly have kids, you're like, they're going to like me as much as I like my parents. Because, I, like, I really love my mom and stuff. But I don't think I'm as – I don't think I'm as dedicated as she is to, like – But see, that's – I don't know that I'm not dedicated. I don't know. I haven't met the, the little sucker yet. But, like, I'm just thinking, like, I don't know that – there was a time when I felt like I was going to be a really great mom. I was like, mm-hmm. I want to be like changing diapers even before they pee. Like right as soon as they're about to pee. Like I'm going to know that they're about what to pee. What age <laughs> did you think about this? Like what age I started in your thinking mind? about having kids when I was 18. But like in your perfect world, how old would you have been when you started having children? Probably like 19. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> One time I was like, somebody asked me that. I was, they were like, what, really? And I was like, yeah. I was like, you know, I'm half Puerto Rican and I grew up in a Hasidic Jewish neighborhood. Of yeah. course I want to have kids at like 18, 19. Yeah. Like I'm old at this point. I you think know? my age was, I used to say, I remember this. I used to say, I want to be married. I said, I want to be married by like 28 and then have my first kid by 30. That's what I used to say. Wow. Yeah. I was like, I want to get married, have a kid. I want to have like six kids by the time I'm like 22. Can you imagine what your life would have been like if you had six fucking kids? I cannot. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But when I, at that time, I was like, I was such like ready for kids. I was like looking at everything. I was like preparing myself. I was like nesting before I even had a boyfriend. I was like, I had no one to do this with. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Even at 30, because I was in a relationship at that point, And that's why I was like telling him like, listen, look. <laughs> I'm 30 around the corner. Like, what are we doing? Are we getting married? And I just, I just wanted did he, to. Did he run away? Did he go uh, away? <laughs> he told me, he told me he wasn't ready. He was like, I'm not ready for marriage. I got to get my life together. And I was like, well, you going to be getting your life together anyway. So right. it doesn't matter. Like that, that man logic is uh, a very flawed man logic yeah. that it was like, that would let me get my shit together. It's like your, your whole life, you're always going to be getting your shit right. together. Like That's what all men say. All men, they yes. say that at 40, at 45, at But that's because men are arrogant and they think that they can problem solve by themselves and they can't and they don't realize that teamwork makes the dream work and if you have things that you want to accomplish you're better suited to have some support system at home to help you get that shit done yeah. 
but they don't want to admit that because then it gives the partner like clout. Like mm-hmm. it gives them like, oh shit, I actually did need this woman mm-hmm. in my life instead of me saying that I was, you know, a strong man who could do everything by my fucking self. And you're just like, see, you couldn't. And she <laughs> helped you and you're better for it. So just fucking get married. Right. Like, Especially if that's what, you know, one, it's hard because I think when one person wants to get married and one person doesn't want to get mm-hmm. married, that's like a really hard conversation. Yeah. Because it's just like, in their mind, marriage just means like, I don't know, less freedom. It means divorce. It means so many things. Like they're looking so far down the negative aisle that they never see the pleasure in it. They never yeah. see like the the dream work, the mm-hmm. team, the team building, the being able to see something to fruition together and like know that like you yeah. guys did it. But I think also that's because men still subscribe to this idea that they have to be the sole breadwinner. Like they are like they're putting the entire weight of a woman, wife, family, house, car, everything on their shoulders. And it's like that the life don't work that like that mm-hmm. no more. It's not like you're not going to work and she's staying at home with an apron on. Like those days are over. Sometimes I like those days. I mean, you know, there'll be moments when I'd be like, I could be a total good June Cleaver. I swear. Did you see the curl that came out in this year? Look at that. I did that. That's so funny. <laughs> um, I do think that there is something to that but you have to agree that that's what it is and then also when when that comes the reality that you might not be able to demand or say or have as much weight in like conversations with someone who's like well I do everything because you know that's they love to say that well I pay for it this is my house I do everything Mm -hmm. and then you gotta be like you kind of do everything so I don't know that that's 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 just the financial part I think if I could be like financially rich I would just be like I would do different projects. You know what I mean? Like I would just do like different stuff. And I would love to be able to be home and like take care of myself and my family in that regards of like cooking and Mm -hmm. like I don't like really – I think I'm an okay cleaner, but I finished cooking earlier and I realized I'm not that great. Like I was like (laughs) – I was like dusting before you came here. I was like, damn, I didn't get that. I got that. But like (laughs) – so I might not be such a good June Cleaver, but in my heart. (laughs) Yeah, that's all that counts. That's all that counts. It's the thought that counts. it is. It's the thought that counts. It's I be like, I yeah, you, it. yeah, like you did a good job. I appreciate you. Anyway, let's wrap this up. Thank you so much, girl, for um, letting me over to your adorable, cute, lovely place. Oh, you're very welcome. Where where we would have lived down the block from if we got that apartment <laughs> 12 to 15, 17 years ago. I mean, ago. I don't know how many. That was like when you say you've been doing this. It must have been at least 15 years ago because we went down there. No, no. It was, it was, was it finished yet? It was, they were still they were finishing. Just they were finishing just it. I know. And we would have had a view of the city. So, Indigo and I, um, we went to, we were going to get an apartment together and we wanted a loft space. And my dream loft space is like, do you remember um, New York Undercover? And Michael Michelle was a girlfriend <laughs> of Malik Yoba. And she had this amazing loft apartment that opened up from the elevator. Mm-hmm. Like it just, the elevator no opened entry, right yeah. into, oh, that's my dream. Mm-hmm. And so there was a loft building near here. So basically like about 15, 17 years ago, a mm-hmm. lot of the industrial buildings got rezoned to residential. And the and chocolate warehouse yeah, or something the cho- like that. chocolate factory. Is factory. that uh, not R. Kelly related, but it's <laughs> called the chocolate factory. And we went and we were like, this is great. But it had no walls. It was, it was cold. Just like, it, was it was summer. It was freezing. Massive. It was massive. <laughs> huge, like 12 feet it ceilings was... and massive windows. And and it was expensive back then. It, it was, was expensive. It was like, it was like I want to say like seventeen fifty For a two bedroom? Not even. It was a one flex. You had to build a wall. You had to build everything. Yeah. It was crazy. All I remember thinking was like, you're going to pay all this money and you still got to build something out of this? I know. We saw a couple apartments. Remember when we saw the one on the south side? Yes. 
That was crazy. Yes. I was like, how we even find this place? Yes. Yes. That person was still there. I yes. felt like they were smoking a cigarette in the living room while we were walking. <laughs> walking Look at the these fools. <laughs> Look at these young idiots. And then we looked on Dean Street. That mm-hmm. was probably the nicest one that we saw. I feel like yeah. that was almost when we almost like signed the yeah. lease. And then we were like, wait, hold on. Our friendship might end if we do this. And then I lost my job. <laughs> That's what happened. I lost my job. And I, I was, was like, like, oh, I can't afford half of nothing. <laughs> Let me stay where I am. But yeah, so um, thank you for having me and having this conversation and being an amazing friend all of these years, lifelong friend, the sister I never had. Um, And um, I would say plug your stuff, but you don't post nothing on social media. I'm going to plug it. I'm going to do something. I mean, it depends on how the edit comes out. I have to check it out. Maybe I just do like (laughs) a picture with me and a mic and like half of your authentic self. Be like somebody came over and had a talk. Check her out. That's on. it. Listen to my. <laughs> listen to me. I was like, you Incognito. could. If you want to find out how this conversation went, that's go, it. Go to at Chloe Hillier. Yeah. Like, see, that's what I'll do. There I'll, you go. I'll plug you. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> there I'm with it. Well, thank you so much, girl. I love you dearly. I really mean that. I love you too. And I appreciate you being my friend, even though I'm oh, trying to be a better cry. friend. Don't cry. Bye, y'all. She about Bye. to cry. <laughs>